Hello. Good evening and welcome to Success in the City. My name is Helen Webster and our lovely guest, no, not our lovely guest, well, I am yeah. with the lovely Sandra Scott, but we do have a lovely guest who's just jumping on now. We won't be a second because we use different software for this than Zoom and that. Sometimes people have to download software and the people we have on here are so fantastic. They're really busy. So sometimes things can be a last minute. But it'll be and also, I had a little issue with um, my internet, so um, it was quite tricky. So I sent the link out late, so he didn't have as much chance. But he will be here soon, um, and we are super excited to have um, Miguel Del Foro on our show. Um, mm -hmm. Which um, so he does lots of amazing things, but we'll leave that for him to explain everything that he does um, once he jumps on with us. Um, okay, mm -hmm. so. We'll do a shout out to our kids and stuff like that, and then we'll um, when he when he jumps on, we'll ask him because um, I'm sure he'll have millions of kids to shout out to. I've got a shout out definitely today. Okay, you going first for your shout out for the kids or me? One, I'll go first if that's okay because mm -hmm. this is how lovely people are. So I gave a shout out the other week to Corey, who got a head teacher's award for his mm -hmm. rush after struggling a little bit and then doing brilliantly. So I was made up. His Russian teacher is Ukrainian and lives here. Wow. He was. And then they were on holiday, so I didn't say anything. And the mum texted me and said, oh, Corey said, but so I explained the situation. And I said, she does actually live here and that. But they were, like, heartbroken and wanted to yeah. do everything they can to help her and, and stuff. And she only has a she has a couple of family members who live there, but not more extended family. But it's friends they've got. And she said between breaks they're ringing them up and everything. And you know the, the kids genuinely, genuinely yeah. care. And they'd come home from holiday, seen all this on the news, and were like, "Oh my god!" And he thought of his um his Russian teacher, and I just thought that was so kind, oh. and lovely. But there we go. So shout out to him. Again. Well done for being nice and considerate, and that's good. You know, it, it, it's nice when um, we have um, little people listening. Um, and and my shout out is um, so I got a message yesterday, and Leanne and Dave, who do the breakfast show on Radio City, do a thing called "Give Us the Lion Kid," and a little person rings up and they say the lyrics of a song. So they read the lyrics of a song, and then Leanne and Dave have to guess what the the, the lyrics, uh, what the song is from, you know, just from reading out the lyrics. So it's quite a tricky little competition thing that they do. Yeah. Um, anyway, our superstar Scarlett, yeah, Miguel's coming in. He's just coming into the green room, and then we'll let him in. Um, but our superstar Scarlett um, did the line kid today. Um, and she read it out and it was the cutest thing and it was just after exercise I jumped in the car and I just managed to get it so I've recorded it um, and then I rang her and asked her for an autograph and she said no so I'm going to let Miguel in oh brilliant to the stream. he's going to jump in as he comes in now and then star guest he is. He is. see oh. Robert Williams doesn't arrive early does he <coughs> he comes last minute thank you so much <coughs> Miguel we're so pleased thanks for having me it is it is downloading on my laptop, um, but I've jumped on on my phone at the moment to just try and so I wasn't waiting any longer, but it's saying three minutes. It's I have to go in by Google Chrome, so I'm not a techie. <laughs> oh, have you got an Apple Mac? I have. See, this is it. It's all these Apple and... Mac-y people, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> 
sorry, I've just had a message. We're not actually live on Success in the City at the moment. It's only your page today. Oh, so I'm going to edit that right now. Oh, because I've put it on my LinkedIn. Oh, I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> yeah, I've seen that. I was checking some messages. Was like, oh, so I knew what you were doing because I've seen it on LinkedIn. So I'm going to uh, remove it off LinkedIn. The professionals don't have this problem, Miguel, you know. This doesn't go on in Radio 1 or anything like that. <laughs> I'm going to see if I can get... Oh, there's my success in the city. I'm going to get told through the process as well. And, and we've got a cat in the background. <laughs> Just, it's all here <laughs> today. Right, I'll do a stop me. So Miguel, studio in St Helens. Is, where are you? Yeah, so I'm in our staff office. Um, if I give you a little look around... So this was originally gonna be our sales office. Um, this room speaks of our 21 year history and some of the real highlights. And the idea was for it to be our client experience zone. Um, but while we're getting other parts of the other buildings that we're looking to have in St. Helens ready, it's become our senior leadership office. Um, so our operations manager and head of Safeguard and social work, Danielle, she's in. Um, and you'll hear she's music no going on. You'll hear music going on because there's classes going on downstairs. So I moved the um, this session from my office downstairs to up to this room um, because we could hear the music up here. So if we were downstairs. It would um, God knows how loud it would be, and um, yeah, so I, I moved up here. Oh, oh that's very kind. Welcome, welcome. Are you hear me okay because we're on the phone? Yeah, yeah, we're good. Yeah, oh, yeah. okay, yeah, yeah. And oh. we're now live on Success in the City <laughs> and not on LinkedIn. <laughs> we're slicky, you know, aren't we? We're slick. Like so that. yeah we're going to give a shout out to kids any young people who've done amazing things so i've given a little shout out to scarlet who did the line for give us the line kid today on radio city and she was amazing she was dead cute um and sandra gave a little shout out to um corey who's um being, being, being really kind and concerned about his Russian teacher um, who's from Ukraine, which is lovely. So, Miguel, any amazing... I know you work with lots of amazing young people, but I'm sure there's a few who stand out. Yeah, so there's a couple, I'd say, this week. We've had our mid-term and end-term assessment points, and it's been really good to see that there's, there's a number of them, and I call them our creatives, but those who um, attend our academy, it's been really good to see them... Um, accredited and certificated for some of the work that they've been doing. So um, some of them didn't feel that they, you know, they'd ever achieve a qualification. Um, and some of them would have that midterm assessment point. So it's been really good um, in the sense that today we've had our IQAs in looking at performing arts and hair and makeup and getting that assessment feedback. So it's been really good to um, see that excitement and recognition on their faces. So I'd say a big well done to all of those in our academy for this academic year. Brilliant. Well done to them. We're going to give a big shout out to them. Yeah. And so, Miguel, well, oh, and our Beth's listening in. Um, and Beth is giving us a little clap. So, so hiya to our Beth, our gorgeous Beth. Um, so a success for you personally this week, something that's happened to you personally that has been amazing. It can be anything, Miguel. It can be like having your hair cut or anything. It hasn't got to be like a big dramatic thing, but 
Um, it well, could be... I, cut, I cut my own hair because I've been bald for many years, so I'll shave it. So I won't say it's that. Um, but um, I, I'd say a real success for, for us as a business is this week just goes off the back of what I've just been saying of... Um, our young people being accredited you know we've got a great team this has been our first year of being like a standalone establishment so we've had subcontracts for in in the past over the years but this has been our first year of being our own accreditation um and delivering the program so it's a massive milestone for us um you know and the team here to to have that achievement for years i've always spoke you know anecdotally about this success and you know the abundant things that we've done which is fantastic but to actually see it accredited now and to be working with our awards and bodies as our own independent center you know it, it it's really great for us because we have a strap line of we all learn in different ways and I feel like having our independence and doing it like this, we really can explore that area of we all learn in different ways and in, in the areas that, you know, creativity that we really want to champion and pioneer. It's It's been really good, a real uplifting moment in seeing, you know, those folders be accredited and, you know, especially for the visits and inspections that we've had and the team have worked great. You know, we don't come from an academic background, you know, we're very hands-on creative. So to be able to now really fuse that yeah. together has been absolutely massive for us. Fantastic. And these inspections for people who don't know, they're just so thorough, aren't they? So it's yeah. to get accredited and, and approved and, and know that the work that you're doing for the young people isn't just practically excellent and inspiring. It's backed up with, um, you know, a, a full solid framework that's like a yeah. national inspection framework. So well done. My successes are nothing like that. You go next, Helen, because this will just be hilarious in a minute. <laughs> so um, Peter Lloyd's listening in and Peter Lloyd's one of our guests and he says, evening, ladies and guests and the cat. Um, yeah, the cat hates humans until I'm on Zoom or StreamYard yeah. and, that, and then he just appears. Um so my success was um, we were able to take Lou, our interactive playground, into Bankview School today, um, which is a school, um, a SEND school, and it was just amazing. It was lovely. And um, all the young people, so we taught the, the little ones, um, and they just loved it. And one of them didn't want to go home, which is, like, dead cute, oh, isn't yeah. it? Because normally, like, races out of school and they didn't want to go home because he was having so much fun, which is lovely. Um, Oliver Jude, who was one of our past guests doing all his gorgeous T-shirts and things, he says, 100%, um, the academy is literally the best. To be in an environment that is not school but still learn and get an education is fantastic. So that's lovely from uh, Oliver to, to you, Miguel, and all the hard work Hi, that Ollie. you and the staff all do. So yeah. that's really cool. Cool stuff going on in St Helens, isn't there? Um, there is. There's lots of cool uh, stuff. Go on, Sam. What's your success? I love your amazing successes. The pair of you. That was just so funny compared to mine because mine was thanks to you, Helen, and our, another friend of ours, Mike Broom from KCFM. Um, we managed to help Brian and Kev move at the weekend, and I got a new bed. <laughs> upstairs for my son because i've been borrowing a single bed from my auntie julie and uncle john that they lent me so that's gone back now and i've got a proper big bed now i've got a grown-up bed oh. for a 23 year old because he's like six foot yeah for when <laughs> to stay 
So, um, so that was my little achievement this week and the others. But that was a big achievement because, you know, I've had no furniture and built it up over two years. So I'm yeah. really happy that was the final thing in the bed. I Brilliant. washer because there's no space for one. I just need a piano and I'm done. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Essential items. Of course, of course. That's a positive. Um, so we're going to play this or that. So Miguel, Sandra and I are going to... So I'm going to ask you and Sandra. Sandra's going to ask me and you this or that. Okay. Am I going first, Sandra? Go on. Okay. It's pancake day today. Okay. Oh. On your pancakes, Nutella and strawberries or lemon and sugar? No. Uh, Miguel first. Nutella and strawberries. Nutella and strawberries. What about you, San? Okay, so if that was my choice, it's Nutella and strawberries. But as you know, I'm Canadian and um, I lived in Canada uh, for years and that we have maple syrup. But when we came to England, you couldn't get hold of it then. Or if you could, it was extortionate. So we had golden syrup. On yeah. our, that's what I always have gold instead of I've not had them today because I'm being dead good. Oh, so I'm having mine after the show, and I've bought a plant based mix. I'm gonna try them, um, and I'm lemon and sugar 100%. So, yeah, I love lemon and sugar on pancakes. Um, yeah, right. The, I've got the other cat coming to attack me now. Okay, okay. go on, Miguel. Tap dancing. Tap dancing or modern jazz? Like I know what I'm talking about. Okay. Do you want I know me that to was watch? very good. Though. Yeah, you pick. I would say tap, tap dancing. <clears throat> oh, so I'd go tap dancing a hundred percent. Yeah, something that I've I've um wanted to do i'm a self-taught dancer so i haven't studied dance in the sense of its technique i've studied mass pioneers you know in the world of dance but i'm self-taught i've never been to class and don't have qualifications in it but um i love the different variations of tap and what it can do especially when you see it in some of the streets of new york and it's like it's all about the sound yeah yeah 100 so, yeah. percent Brilliant. Yeah, and I and I and I'd go one hundred percent tap dancing as well, one hundred percent. Um, and Beth Beth says Nutella and strawberries <clears throat> all the way on for their pancakes. Oh. Um, okay. It's Lent. Lent starts tomorrow. Okay. Mm -hmm. Are you gonna give up chocolate or give up booze, um, Sandra? So giving up booze actually hadn't entered my head to be honest. I'm not a big drinker, as you know, after mm. our soiree um, the other weekend. But um, um, I would I would give up chocolate first, really, because that would be a greater sacrifice. But I'm, I tend not to give something up. I tend to do something positive. So, you know, I have me 40 bags of Lent, which is a day yeah. every day for clear. Like, even if it's a carrier bag full, clearing stuff out. And every, you think you can't do it. You think there's no way you could do that each year. You can, especially if you go through your wardrobe. Um, so I'm going to have a big clear out and I'm going to try and eat healthy and exercise. <laughs> you I might... think he might go and he might come back on his computer rather than on his phone. The other thing I'm doing is I'm doing 10,000 steps a day for the Samaritans. And I know 10,000 steps isn't much, but if you sit in an office all day, 
If, if you do sit in an office, it's quite um, a challenge to do 10,000 steps a day sometimes. Yeah. So I'm going to do some positives for Lent. Brilliant. Sorry, I lost you guys. And all right, you're back, so that's cool. <laughs> We're just talking about Lent because Lent starts tomorrow. Um, so to give up chocolate or booze, what, what would you give up? And Sandra you know, was saying that she would introduce give up booze. I don't have an issue yeah. with, with, with drink at Me. all. Um, but chocolate, <laughs> I'm fine really hard. Yeah, can I just snitch? Well, I was on the phone to Miguel earlier and I heard him <laughs> say, bring us back some chocolate from the shop. <laughs> when you were on the phone. But so guys... I'm the same. I'm a massive chocoholic. So I'm going to give chocolate. To... Well, I'm giving sugar up for Lent because um, that's a real tough thing and I think it should be something tough but I do love the 40 bags that you said Sandra where you throw a bag of something out and Cash for Kids, Radio City's Cash for Kids are doing um, a clothes drive, a recycle um, where, where something can share um, there's a little tagline so if there's any clothes that um, you know you might have worn and you're fed up with them I think they're going to recycle them and possibly um, give them to people or sell them or if, if they go, you know. Um, so, yeah, so there's a big drive. There's a big drive about recycling and stuff like Brilliant. that. Brilliant. So Tom is listening in from New Orleans and he says, Happy Pancake Day, but there's no mention of Mardi Gras. Mardi Gras, you know what, Mardi, because we say Pancake Tuesday, don't we? And Mardi Gras is Fat Tuesday, Mardi Gras, because that's when you use all your all your fat up um, before Lent. And, of course, in New Orleans, it's the French Quarter. That's what they did. It was French town. So that's where – and that's the big celebration for mm -hmm. it. No, but, Tom, this time next year, I hope to be at the Mardi Gras, at, well, the biggest carnival in the world, which is in Salvador and Bahia in northern Brazil, with my drum. <gasps> there we go. I'm going to carry your drum. Yeah. Okay, go on, Sandy, your last one. Okay, my last one. Theatre or cinema, Miguel? We've had that one before, but not to you, and I want to know. Um, theatre. Live. Yeah, theatre, yeah. 100 million percent for me. What about yeah. you, Sam? Uh, theatre, if I had to pick, yeah. I really enjoyed going out the other week and thought, oh, I need to go to see some more shows again. I used to love going there. Yeah, the definitely. Um, and I've got um, one last one. Um, oh, and then two. You must have another one then, because I went first, didn't I? Um, Watching a show or performing, Miguel? Um, I would probably say watching something, but what I've created. So, yeah, um, yeah, um, then, yeah I, I like to see the way it come to life. That's kind of where I am in life, I suppose, now. Um, I like to see the body of work come to life. Yeah, watching so, the yeah. young people perform. Yeah, yeah, amazing. And what about you, son? <laughs> watching 100% as I have no coordination whatsoever, as everyone knows. But um, a funny thing happened. It's Linda Leahy's birthday today. And a mm. memory from Facebook of when I did was in the band Beyonce, miming and dancing ridiculously, and had three Brack Russians in 45 minutes. And did my performance slightly differently from everyone else. And but Linda Leake and I laughed. So that was my last performance. And hopefully will be my last performance. Oh, what about Battler? Would you rather watch the Battler or would you rather perform in it now? Yeah, perform it 100%. It's brilliant. Yeah. 
that's yeah. but I picked the easiest drum, obviously. So yeah, so I, I I love to watch it, um, but I would love to be able to perform um, on a big stage in front of millions of people. It'd be I think it'd be a dead cool thing to do. Um, so we're going to hand it over to Miguel. Sandra, you're going to introduce Miguel, yeah. um, and and thank you, Miguel, for for coming on today. Brilliant. So I've known Miguel for some time, and we are absolutely delighted to have him on the show because he's he's a true leader and visionary for young people. And when I said on our page, I put Miguel Doforo was coming on, and straight away, a contact I know through teaching, James Robinson, messaged me, oh my goodness, you've got him on, isn't that amazing? And what an inspirational person he is, and, and things like that. And you've inspired a lot of young people, but some of our viewers and listeners won't know what you do. So I'd like you to explain what you do, and your journey, how you came to do it, and how you took the move to St. Helens in Nosley. Oh, James, oh, James is listening in said hello hi james okay there we go okay take it away miguel de yeah so god it depends how how long we've got but i'll try and you know take the the, the shortest possible version so um like i said before i'm a, a self-taught choreographer you know i didn't train in dance i feel like i've I've watched a lot of dance, you know, and, and took a keen interest in it, but I've never took a class, you know, or anything. But 21 years ago, you know, our, our business is now 21 years old. I was unemployed and at the job centre in Belvale. Um, quite lost, to be honest, in terms of what, you know, what am I going to do? Um, I knew I wanted to create and be in them that industry but even the word create was I suppose wasn't even a word that was being used at, at that time um and thankfully for me the lady who I met at Belleville Job Centre Jill Rothwell she was my new deal advisor um and her words to me were Miguel this is all possible we just need to put some structure around you um, and now 21 years on, you know, we're, we're great friends. We've done it, you know, at some point she's been on our advisory board and she laughs and says, you know, I, I, I came into Belleville Job Centre as a whirlwind and she was like, what am I going to do with this young person? But she never, ever made me feel like I couldn't achieve or it was um, difficult. And I didn't want to have a mainstream everyday job, you know. No. She never, like, said to me, oh, why don't you try retail or anything? She yeah. never tried to pigeonhole me. And I really, really, still to this day, greatly appreciate that. And um, from that day, our organisation was born. So back then, we were known as as MD Productions. And obviously, I'm giving you the short version of it. You know, business has its... Um, highs and lows and everything in between and i always speak quite quite honestly about that i think it's important in the tapestry yeah. of who you are and um building yourself as a, as a person so i began my journey then um and quickly learned about being an entrepreneur and resilience and the the battles and challenges and struggles that you have to face as a as a business owner and i don't feel any type of establishment can teach you that you know it comes from um yeah when you're back up against the wall you know I, I i talk about you know john haynes and he used to talk yeah. about being in the dark of the night and the soul and it's yeah. only when you get to that point you know do yeah. you do you realize the difficult you know people just see like even sitting in this office that i'm in now you know the great achievements but that's behind a lot of hard work struggle and pain you know that, that comes from it 
but there is you know great success and reward so a year after being open um as i say my journey was was self-taught as a dancer and my dancing ability came from watching michael jackson you know i'd seen him several times in concert i was very very lucky when i was young that my family um got me tickets to to a number of different concerts um but out very unexpectedly out the blue i got an opportunity after being open in a for a year to be part of the celebration of the 20-year release of the album thriller um michael jackson was going to be the guest of honor and it was in leicester square in london and through a series of meetings and conversations with his record label you know they they kind of got to understand more about the work that we were doing and the fan club that had put this event on together. We'd not long been to see him, Michael Jackson, in Prague on the opening of the History Tour. And then I'd got to be friends with, with the fan club. Cut a long story short, my auntie had took me on the on the trip and not long after we come home, unfortunately, she passed away when I was really young. Aww. I think the fan club tried to give me a bit of support and they were engaging me in different fan activities but anyway they let someone knew that i had a dance company and the opportunity came to be part of this show and as the meetings went on we ended up open and closing this celebration in london it took 80 odd people from liverpool to perform my cousin sang for and my sister was only nine at the time when she danced on stage with me wow. as an open performance for michael jackson you know and it was bizarre and when we we all stood on the stage at the end of this incredible event and he was saying you know you feel music it's in your soul you know no amount of piece of paper is going to give you what, you know, we were, I didn't understand, you know, I was building communities and connecting with people. I was just really blessed and grateful that I had a space that we were creating in. And then someone who I'd watched in my whole life, here I am after being a year open, doing, celebrating the biggest album of our time. So what that really filled me with was was resilience and, and confidence and the sense of achieving I'd gone through not really having a place of like I can achieve and you know I didn't have any qualifications and all what life was traditionally measured on you know I I didn't have but here I had Michael Jackson saying you know you can achieve and everything mm. else so Again, whenever I take on a new challenge or we're in a situation, I always go back to that point and go, but how did you do that? You know, anything has got to be possible. Yeah. Um, so moving forward from that, um, six or seven years later than that, and the business was was taking shape. I think I was still a sole trader at this point. I didn't have, you know, a business understanding, but Britain's Got Talent arrived on our screens. Um, and for anyone who doesn't know, we're three times semi-finalists on the show. We're the only act to ever perform on the show three times. So the first year it was on, 2007, um, 2009 and 2013. Um, and when we come off the show, um, our message had, had started changing. There was lots of issues happening in Liverpool at the time. You know, we'd had the loss of Reese Jones, Andy Walker, one of my young people, um, Lauren Spencer, she'd unfortunately been shot in the head by a pellet gun and had a horrendous accident. And it really, that was what drove me to want to, I suppose what's called detach work and work in the community yeah. and get out there and to make a change through the arts. Yeah. So we did, and we started working across what is now Liverpool City region. So we were connecting the likes of 
heighten and toxic and not a screen yeah. and all of these areas with no agenda, you know, yeah. it was happening. Um, and a group was formed and we created a campaign called Fight for Change. And that campaign led into a dance called They Don't Really Care About Us, which I still use to this day. And it became the backbone of our organisation. But the second time we went on Britain's Got Talent, we went with this piece. And it was very much about the young people writing on their T-shirts, slogans, words yeah. on their face. We had all of these signs and it was a real stepping out moment of like having a voice really so when we come off the show then people were asking me to deliver workshops on equality and diversity they were asking me to do things on ethics and politics social inclusion social value and i was like what are these words you know <laughs> I just what we were doing it creatively without yeah. you know it just because we were so um I started taking a bit more of an interest in, in what have we got here at then. And um, during that time, I got to work with Prince William and Kate Middleton on an initiative called Skill Force on the week they were getting married. And it was to inspire 100,000 people to get involved in dance. I was named one of the UK dance champions with Arlene Phillips and Lisa Snowden. Wow. I never talk about all of these things to go, oh, you're amazing. It's about the starting point and, you know, what people can achieve if, if you know, yeah. a go back skill at the job centre and what you're told yeah. you achieve. So um, from that, I was um, asked to go and stay in Windsor Castle for two days to speak on entrepreneurship. And I always laugh and say, I couldn't even say it, never mind spell it. I was like, what is this? Now I clearly know I'm a social entrepreneur. You know, the whole ethos of our business is about social change. And I understand that now. But at the time, we were just doing these things. Mm. And I remember having a conversation when I'd, I'd met Prince William and Kate Middleton about their aspirations and what they're told they can be and me and my friend Lisa when we were at school I was like the kitchen porter on my work experience and she was the chambermaid in the same hotel and we were told we were doing really well when yeah. really you know there was so much more that we could achieve yeah. so I ended up building that into my speech at Windsor Castle and, you know, everyone who knows me, I've either got my dance clothes on or jeans and a cap that, you know, whether I've been to Parliament or I go to the school or whatever, that's just who I am. You know, it's just easy for me to, to, to wear. Um, so that's how I made the speech. So then after that, you know, it was clear the business needed some type of structure. So I was lucky enough to get into the school of social entrepreneurs with lloyd's bank yeah so it. i've done that I, I i did it yeah yeah four People years ago I, I, found in, yeah. My, I found my people yeah. there like yeah. i really had a place of like if school could have been like that you know yeah. i'd have flourished not that i want to change anything because it gives me my passion but going there like I'm very visual and I like to mind map and like my business plan is on my desk as, as circles and that's how I present things and it was so refreshing to be in a space that appreciated and celebrated that I learned so much um, and at that point then um, we went on to Britain's Got Talent for the third time and I'm always really honest about this so the first two times that we went was our authentic selves you know we clearly went about social change and a message 
But the third time we went, I did have a, a, a thought behind in the process of, I knew with having the infrastructure and the funding that we needed to get our community project off the ground, the publicity that Britain's Got Talent would bring would really help elevate me to where they needed to go. And it kind of bit me on the backside a little bit because Simon didn't greatly appreciate the the, the performance. He led us on the show, but I got where he was coming from. The piece wasn't about social value. It wasn't what we'd done in the other years. Yeah. We'd lost our identity in in this TV world. And great, you know, we got the partnerships. We, um, from there, we then, um, I then, um, after being on the show, we made a structure. So the overarching company was MD Productions at that point. And then we had three sub-companies. Sub One was our non-for-profit arm that was enabling me to do all of the work I wanted to do. Yeah. Our was our education and training programs and commercially was the work that we'd been doing locally and nationally and internationally at all that time so we were really elevated with all of the systems in place and I managed to form a great partnership with a number of providers and also um, a charity in London that was called Kids Company. Oh yeah. So um, I met um, Camilla from Kids Company through my business connector Bernie Hollywood yeah. and I'd had the bizarrest morning of being at Britain's Got Talent and with Simon Cowell and in the afternoon was in Camilla's office and in that meeting Camilla agreed to partner with me and bring something that I'd been trying for 12 years to come to life. She was doing it through um, art and art therapy and I wanted to do it through the arts and creativity and wrap around the full-scale support and social workers and all the, the distance and transferable skills that people get from creativity. But as I keep saying, I didn't articulate myself the way I do now then, but seeing it in Camilla's world really was reassuring that someone who, you know, didn't expect me to, to you know, I've been in some meetings and people have gone, do you want me to dumb down my words? And just some people who have been quite ignorant to grassroots organisations, I've yeah. found. She never was like that. Um, and I went on a journey with her for two years that I'm forever grateful of. And it was massive learning about attachment theories, childhood trauma, um, all of that. And it was fantastic, absolutely fantastic. Unfortunately, as many people know, the charity was closed down. So yeah. they were a massive funder of ours and we'd grew as an outfit. So we'd gone from here to here overnight in terms of sustainability. But as an entrepreneur, you you learn. Um, and that was our real first learning of a loss of funding, you know, yeah. crisis management, um, damage limitation, all of yeah. Yeah, people say to me all the time, what's the biggest thing in business to learn? And I say resilience. It's, it's 100%. always resilience, I think. And as Miguel said, you can't get your head Are we there? Yeah, you're back now. We lost you for a minute. There we go. Uh, yeah, so, um, yeah, so we needed to soldier on, you know, at, at that point. You know, I'd learned a lot. Um We'd just come off Britain's Got Talent for the, for the third time. We had a great profile. Thankfully, from the reputation that we had within the city and beyond, 
lots of different organisations step forward to help bridge our funding gap at that time so we could see that project through. Mm-hmm. Um, and within the middle of all of that, we got a chance opportunity then to perform at the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix for the F1. And I've so seen it's amazing. I've the seen first I've year that we were on, um, Lionel Richie was headlining and Rihanna. So we took a small number over as a commercial job. And while we were there, um, we wanted them to build that into our education and training programmes to give an enrichment opportunity to those people who come from the background I'm from to take them over and raise their aspirations. And um, the people who we worked with at the time at F1 agreed that if we fundraised, we could bring them over. And we'd done that for two consecutive years. So things, again, were starting to build back up. And then we took an, an opportunity to take a building on London Road in Liverpool. And this was gonna be, you know, our shining moment of here we are in our, we hadn't had a building of our own in years. And the funny thing was, when I was unemployed and at the job centre, Jill, yeah. I was on New Deal, and Jill put me in um, a training programme with Debbie Jones, who was at the BBC, um, with an organisation called Vanden Training. And their offices ended up being opposite. 18 years later, where I'd started on this scheme. So I was like, oh my God, you know, we've gone full circle. This is where we were meant to be. But really what was happening was, that was the end of that chapter. We'd gone through, you know, a number of adversities from kids' company going. We'd gone into a number of educational partnerships that didn't work out. It was literally overnight. Whatever could have went wrong, went wrong. You know, we grew into this team. There wasn't the sustainability there. Um, we'd gone into a big lease and it just wasn't wasn't working out. One thing after another, you know, just didn't happen. And I, I speak to people quite honestly about this. You know, we really tried. and But what had happened was that was the end of our journey as, as MD Productions there. And I couldn't yeah. see that. Um, yeah. I think it was time for us to look at different things and, take all of that learning and thankfully to me um Lawrence and Katie Kenwright reached out to me and they offered me a space free of charge in their one of their hotels so um which was incredible what we couldn't do was draw down any funding so we were working with vulnerable young people and adults and the space we were in had a bar so anyone who was an addict or recovery yeah. or, you know, young people, we, often, even though the bar was closed, it wasn't, yeah, you know, but what it gave me was a chance to pause and reflect. And I'd looked at Lawrence's journey for years, you know, and I, I was sitting in one of his hotels and I was thinking, well, if he's built back up, you know, from, yeah. from this, what better place can I be in? you know, uh, to, to look, even though I was absolutely broken, you know, at this point, because I'd felt like that building was going to be our home and um, yeah. you can't see the wood for the trees, you know, and it was a real life test. But I, now when I look back, I was in the best place of someone who had rebuilt the business, you know, and was very open about this. And I was going to seminars and I did reach out to other people, you know, who have been successful. I, I went, um, 
on a huge mentoring program with someone else i'd reached out to simon cowell's team i'd read a lot with different people i'd looked at how do people rebuild and bounce back and thankfully you know i we had a rem free space in the art house in liverpool to just keep ticking over while we looked at what were the options and i'm always a great believer in the universe and saint helens was always going to be on our radar you know I've been with my partner now almost 20 years and he's from Rainford. So I've been coming up and down to this part of the, the city region for years. When we'd come off Britain's Got Talent a number of times, the council had booked us for um, a number of their events and turning on the lights. We worked on an education and training programme with St. Helens Council. Mm -hmm. And then when we arrived in St. Helens, I'd not long lost my nan. And I found out that my nan grew up in a convent in St. Helens from the age of 12 to 14. No so way. it was a very ground and, and feel. And I was explaining to a lady who was enrolling her daughter um, onto our new programmes in St. Helens about me now being here. And she was asking, how did we get to St. Yeah. Helens? And she stopped me mid-conversation and she said to me, Miguel, my house is built on that convent. And all yeah. I know from my nan was how the nuns used to, they were always fed well, they were dressed well yeah. and she used to have to clean this fabulous staircase of this marble and um the lady said to me miguel i've got pieces of that marble in my house oh, that's my really and she brought some over so it was just bizarre you know i lost wow. suddenly she was she was older but she'd gone into hospital for some tests and it led to complications and yeah. you know and so we, and it was in a very like transitional time where we were still in the art house with with lawrence mm -hmm. kenwright and yeah, it was a really, really difficult time for me. But in hearing that was was a lot of comfort. So then we arrived in St. Helens. And the funny thing was, my very first studio was on Denham Road in Liverpool. I, I, yeah. I mean, apart from where we are now, this does really feel like home. And I'll, I'll explain why in a little bit. But Denham Road was where we started. So I was driving down Denham Road while all this was going on. And I seen a sign that said Luxor. Now I love Egypt. And obviously we were driving down the road that I'd started my business back in 2001. And I rang this number that was on this sign that said Luxor. Um, it was a property developer. And I said, I'm looking for the space in Liverpool. So he said, I don't have nothing in Liverpool, but I have something in St. Helens. And as I say, these conversations had been happening for a while anyway. So I goes and meets him. So not only was his sign on the road we started on, before we had a studio, we used to hire this pub called Mannix on Waverty Road. And it's knocked down now. But his office was opposite where that pub was. <laughs> it was like, this is like going back in steps. And I think, you know, I was holding on to like faith and hope and so many things at this time. And anything was a sign to me of like, please help yeah. you so difficult um but we came up with me and lisa who was working for me at the time and when we walked into this building it felt like home like mm -hmm. i didn't had this feeling since dan and road there was so much work that needed doing to it we couldn't deliver on our funded programs because we didn't have a space so everything yeah. was completely stopped yeah. um and I explained this to the landlord. I said, you know, in a couple of months, we would be in a completely different situation. But right now, yeah. I've lost the building. Someone's given me a free space. I'm trying to get myself together. Yeah. But I love this space. So he agreed. 
to sponsor the first phase fit out in the building and wow. gave us a six months rent free period. Um, but during that time, then I could buy funding bids, look for sponsorship. I could really get myself together. And we were going to um, have Liverpool and um, St. Helens running. <clears throat> but what I found was the more I was here, there was this raw energy that I'd not seen for years. And I think when once we'd been on the TV show, you know, when we'd um, done the stuff with Prince William and then we'd been to F1, I feel like we had like this bow around us as like this shiny product of, of like TV. And it's not as much as it's absolutely changed my life. And I would net, you know, the opportunity was incredible. We're a grassroots organization. I don't teach yeah. dance for our kids to go on Britain's Got Talent. Yeah. I teach dance and deliver creativity for transferable skills to build communities, yeah. to tap into yeah. who you are. It's not a great, you know, if we go on the show. Like I said to you, the first two times were so authentic, but the third time we went on was like this bow round us. Mm. So we'd lost our way. I think, you know, coming out of the tapestry building that we were in, this was just a, a combination of what was building up to this point. And we needed to come down to, to find our grassroots again. And I completely accept that, you know, I take full responsibility. I'm the director of the company. Any decisions that were made, you know, were made by me. Um, and, you know, the book stops where I am. But when we were here in St. Helens, it reminded me of the kids who used to come when we were in that little rundown pub. And, like, they just wanted to be in a space to, like, create. And that fills my soul. Like, all of the stuff I've spoken to you about what we did, we've done, of course, it's incredible achievement and I've built a business on it and there's been so much learning. But to get in a space, you know, we had no mirrors in here. We had a little lamp in the corner and we were just getting in a room and creating. And that was what was it. That's how I started. So I felt like it gave me a real ground and approach to starting again you know and and doing that so my energy was drawn here so we made the decision to be a liverpool city region based project where we would our home would be st helens and ever since that day it's been that so we we started our journey in this building in 2018 We've done some work on the building and our landlord had done as i said the first fit for us and we started delivering sessions um from about the March 2019. So then we had to start looking at producing an impact and showing the need. And we still couldn't get access to any of our funding because we were in a new area. We needed to demonstrate what we were doing. Then we were starting new academic programmes, but you have to deliver on them before you're, you're paid for, for any of the work. So it was so starting again. Um, but it was working. Um, and we started getting into schools. I'd done lots of work with the looked after children and care leavers here. And yeah. it was so fulfilling. We started working with the council. We helped create St. Helens First Pride here. And it was just like so exciting. And everyone was like, oh, St. Helens, what's happening? And, yeah. you know, people who were here were like, oh, the shops are empty. But what I seen was a blank canvas and like yeah. a Liverpool 21 years ago. And, and what, yeah. what creativity and culture can do to the town. Yeah. I was like, so this is exciting like so i started networking with people and <clears throat> wanting to work collaboratively started getting this building ready so this is now known as our art center and our hq when within this building we've got 
dance studios and a hair salon, a record label, a, a oh, wow. studio, a safe space for, for anyone who needs to access support and a number of other things. Um, and then we started re reaching out and we um, everyone was like, oh, this is great. You know, we want to come, but we don't dance. And it, the brand spoke so much about dance and of course it did. But when you come inside of our building, you know that we do so much more. You know, we're, we're a creative arts organisation that creates a safe space, does detached work, and we work with anyone, anywhere, of any age. And, you know, we express in different ways. But everyone was just reading Britain's Got Talent, and some people were like, we can't dance that well. So yeah. we got some funding and support from St. Helen's Chamber. <clears throat> And they put it to me about going for the rebrand. We looked at like what was our business model. And they said, Miguel, everything you're telling us that you do, MD Productions does not sell that. Um, it, 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 it speaks Britain's got talent and all of that stuff. But, you know, people don't know that you work with Looked After Children, that you, you yeah. have an SEND department, that, yeah. you, you know, you're open to all people. It does not say that. So we rebranded with the support of them as MD Creatives and we still kept the same model as MD Creatives as our overarching company. Mm -hmm. um, and then we had our three sub-companies, sub so our non-for-profit arm, our education and trading, which we have 40 accredited programmes now for. Wow. And then um, our commercial work. So that was all going great. And then the pandemic came. <laughs> so we literally had rebranded in the December. We'd done a show in the December, a show in the January as MD Creatives. And we were in a school because we still were working in Liverpool. We were in a school in Old Swan and the pandemic came and that was it. So I was like, oh my God, we've just got started. You know, again, we've come out of all of this. But what it ended that ended up giving me was I think I hadn't really reflected on what had happened to me in Liverpool, the, the, the crisis and trauma and the change and everything that we'd gone through. I hadn't really reflected on how I'd felt through that and, and really, really dealt with it. And how, what did I learn? You know, what were the lessons in, in all of that in terms of sustainability and, you know, what was right, but what was wrong? So the pandemic then gave me that time to reflect on that and then also look at the brand and who do we want to work with and how do we yeah. how do we be better than we've been before but also be our true authentic self so um there was a space then in St Helens that used to be a department store called Tyra's and yeah. we'd started growing and I wanted a space that because I'd been working with so many different agencies and looked after children I wanted a space that was a multi-agency approach that we could work with all agencies under one roof. So you weren't waiting Amazing. for an answer on a bursary or therapy or travel. You could work with all of these agencies together and also look at bringing some of the history to life, what Tyrus was. So we looked at having a Tyrus tea rooms, so we looked at a community radio station. So I ended up working with, again, my landlord from, from this building and said about the vision that I wanted for this space. And he needed a tenant for the ground floor and basement of this former department store. So we come up with the same arrangement. You know, we were in lockdown. We weren't generating an income. But I said, you know, I can make this work. So we ended up going having a rent-free period again. And he supported the first phase of the fit-out. 
of what is now known as our resource center um and then on top of that then um there was a property developer in st helens um called ian pitts and we'd done some work with them before around some of our community fundraisers and we'd we'd socialized that his spaces and um, we'd kind of known each other but not as well as now and he was wanting to buy the citadel theater oh, yeah. um, and through one of our sponsors chris at ODs, a meeting was put together that we would be the tenant on this theater that has got a fantastic history but what was the most important part was it used to be the Salvation Army, which the values of that organisation, a place of refuge, safety, support, yeah. comfort, fit so well with who our brand is. <clears throat> Plus, when we walked in, the, the theatre was all red and black, so it was all branded colours. Wow. So again, I was like, this is another sign. But again, you know, we didn't have the, you know, how can we income generate in a pandemic? You know, for the yeah. theatre, the arts was the hardest hit. Nothing was yeah. opening. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, I knew it would be a great place for community. I knew it would be a great place for a centre of excellence for performing arts and music. And I knew because of its past history that commercially the theatre would sell and you could book shows. Mm -hmm. So we ended up putting a deal together with, with Ian that we could get some support to we would be the artist in residence at the theatre. And that was my journey then of coming to St. Helens. I, I home, you know, I feel like it was an absolute blessing. You know, we've still got our challenges, but two years, you know, out of a pa pandemic, yeah. you know, think about where we were in Liverpool of having to start again. Yeah. It's the same yeah. thing, but I feel like what I've been saying to people in the pandemic is, you know, when we fell in the tapestry, I felt like we were on our own, you know, other yeah. people's businesses were flourishing and that can be really damaging to your, yeah. to your health and your self-esteem when everyone else is really thriving. And what I, I found in the pandemic and I was saying to people was, we're all in this, you know, yeah. this is the fault of your own. You might not be able to pay wages or, you know, cover some of your bills, but it's okay to talk about this because actually, 100%. you know, you're not on your own and looking no, at the Absolutely, and, you know, we, we, we empathise, we know exactly where you're coming from. Because and I think um, a lot of people said, didn't they, you know, um, we're all in the same storm, but a different boat. You know, yeah. So we're all in, you know. And that was um, my... That's what I built into the, to the resilience. So now, you know, I thought when... On a crumb came, oh, here we go again. You know, we're going to have a delay. Yeah, yeah. But we're, like I've just said, we've just managed to do our midterm assessments or full term assessments. Our theatre is going to open properly in April. We wow. just started delivering on our funded projects for um, our community impact. So it's starting to, you know, the boat is being rowed. You know, we're, we're moving forward. <laughs> Miguel, because we we're so short on time, I could listen to you for now. So hours. I think I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say I think what we need to do is we need to have you back because of the little yeah. tech thing at the, at the start, and so we've sort of done the journey bit, and I think we need to have you back on in the next couple of weeks to tell us the future of all the other exciting projects, if that's okay with you. Um, Fabulous. Because yeah. I just think everybody everybody's like this. <gasps> and how people can access it and everything, and there's so much more we want to talk about. But as Helen, we sort of lost time at the beginning in that. And I think what you've done is massive. And we, we'd like, if yeah. you would, I know you've had to shift things to come on tonight, but if you would come again to Most talk about. Most definitely, of course.
Yeah. I think I think it's sort of like it, you know when when they do that mid season finale like in in on Netflix and everyone's fuming. I th- yeah. I feels a bit like that because I think oh we're only like halfway through and we need to know like the future and um and it, and it's it is super inspiring and I think you know um John Howie so John Howie's um Liverpool John Moore's Union he says it sounds like a very exciting place and Jan Railton says evening also uh, hello to, to Jan um so yeah I think we're gonna pause the St Helens bit but I am super excited to find out because I didn't even know you had like the theatre and everything we haven't even asked anything about it have we but you know so um I think we're gonna do the mid season finale and and then we'll get you back in again. More than anything. Yeah, hundred percent. How people can access it in the website and everything, because everyone will want to know that too. Definitely, hundred percent. So we're going to do a quick shout out to the grown ups. Okay, so any um, and I think what I think the bit in that story that has really resonated with me is I still remember the lady who was your job coach because whoever walks into a job centre, do they ever know the person's name? And I think. The inspiration of a person who believes in you is so massive that you could have walked in and met somebody who said, oh, yeah, go and be a kitchen porter or something yeah, like that. Absolutely. And you didn't. You met that lovely lady who said, no, I believe in you and you can do whatever you want to do. Um, and so she's an amazing, amazing woman. Um, so she deserves a big shout out. So she's going to be my grown up to shout out. I'm, I'm going to give her a shout out, even though I don't know her. Um, so Sanu's your grown up to shout out. Fantastic. Um, well, I've got my, uh, I tell you who my grown up to shout out is to the Russian teacher I have who yeah. works for me because she was there today. She's Ukrainian. She's going in between her breaks, phoning to see if her friends are still alive. She put it and she's turned up for work, dead smart, oh. all smiling, lovely with the boy online because I sit in the session. Mm. Absolutely brilliant. So thank you to Tanya Bland, my Russian tutor. Yeah. What about you, Miguel? Yeah. So mine is going to be my cousin Leanne, so for a few reasons. Um, it's Pancake Tuesday and it's her favourite day of the oh. year. Um, I can't believe I only clicked before and just about messaged it. This has been something that's been our childhood story for years. But um, aside from that, she has just graduated as a barrister. She was called to the bar. Um, she studied la- later in life. She's been a single parent. Um, and through a whole host of different um, adversities as just being called to the bar, which is incredible, you know. Mm. I feel like for that type of job, you do need life experience. So I think her path mm. led her to do it at the right time, you know, as as, yeah. a, as an adult. But, yeah, so yeah. she's going to be my shout, adult shout-out for today. Well done, Leanne. Definitely. That's a boss achievement, that, isn't it? Um, any red faces this week, Sam? Yeah, just a few. Got a quick one. So we took the Dyson into the office to hoover and clean up, as you know, Helen, because you commented how nice it was. Shoved the Dyson in the back of the car to come home. Got home, three yards of wire with the plug on the end, bounced all the way from town to West Derby. So the neighbours must just think I'm a lunatic in this road, honestly, God. So that was this week's embarrassing moment, as usual. So mine is um, on Thursday night, last Thursday, and we went to see Bedknobs and Broomsticks on on um, The Empire, which is a phenomenal show. And Bedknobs and Broomsticks was one of like my fave films, like as I was growing up. And I took um, me and Phil and, and me mum and dad, and it was part of like a Christmas present and things. And um, 
So my poor dad comes up and I was like, oh, it was boss, wasn't it? And he was like, mm, yeah. He said, the stage was amazing. He said, and the dancing and the, the acting was brilliant. He said, but didn't really know what was going on. And I was like, well, have you never seen the film? And he said, no. So the poor man, I took him to see Hairspray. He'd never seen the film, didn't have a clue. And then took him to see Bedknobs and Broomstick. So my poor dad, but he did appreciate it. And it, we're going to see Singing in the Rain. I said, well, at least you know the story to that. So my poor dad, yeah. Miguel, anything embarrassing, slightly red face that's happened that people can laugh along with and not at? Oh God, I mean, I'm not sure about this week. There's probably been a number of different incidents that have, that have happened along the way, but the week has been um, a blur. I did get stuck in <clears throat> Liverpool one car park. I'd forgot my... Well ..in the Hilton, and I'd forgot my bank card and had oh. to find my whole way around of being how do we get out of the, the car park. Yeah, so <laughs> that was a little... Addison, but we, we survived. There you go. That's one of ours. Um, so do you have a mantra? Because it's time to close the show. We are going to have you back um, if you can arrange time because that'd be amazing for you. But do you have a mantra that you live by? Something that you, a little positive quote that we can end the show on? So yes, yeah, so I always say that we all start as a blank canvas, but at any point in our lives, we can repaint that canvas. Oh, yeah. I love that. And, you know, love the that. underpinning. Our project is called Blank Canvas for them reasons. You know, when anyone walks through this door, you know, we start again. And whatever age we are, we can rip up that canvas and repaint it again and start. Um, but it's important to know that we all start as, as a blank canvas and it's what is painted on us and what Amazing. we do. Brilliant. Brilliant. Thank you so, so much for your time and thank you for shuffling around and going upstairs and um, shuffling <laughs> your work and week for us. And we'll definitely, definitely have you back um, next week. Thank Massive you thank you to Sandra um, and thank you to everybody for listening and we will see you all next week. Bye for now. Bye. Thank you.